What's up, everybody? Welcome to We The Process, episode 51. Season 2, if you will. It's like season 2, because we hit 50, it was a year. It's kind of like season 2. I like that. Yeah. It's like we're yep. blowing up. Dude, and of course, we start with a road game. Of course. Come on. Um, Yeah, we're, at our, we're recording at a cousin's of ours, and... Kyle's dog watching, so we figured we'd take advantage of a if quiet any place. Padding around, that's the dog, Lolly. Yeah. Lolly, we all agree. It's a great name. No, it's not. Okay, so um, yeah, episode 51 here. Um, we are halfway through preseason, so we're going to talk about that. Um, talk about newly acquired catcher for the Phillies, Wilson Ramos, and his debut, and since then, um, they're in like a five game series with the Mets right now. Um, and then we're going to give the official WTP review on Hard Knocks. There are two episodes in. Um, we're going to talk about what we like from it so far. But before Sounds that, good. what are we going to do, Kyle? I think we're going to talk about our favorite real estate team. I think you're right. Oh, and well, who, why don't you tell me about them? Well, who are they? Do you know? I believe they're called uh, the Randy Knowles team. They are called the Randy Knowles team. And this episode is sponsored by the Randy Knowles team. Really? Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent in South Jersey, call Jamie Knowles Ponder at 609 609- 970-3530. Check out the Randy Knowles team on Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on all their homes for sale or rent. The Randy Knowles team, official realtor of We The Process. Kill it every time, dude. Hey, man. I'm getting better. I'm like a fine wine because I'm definitely old. Yeah, you are. Dude, I'm feeling it some days. What, you know, I'm getting to that mode where when it's a rainy day, I feel my joints, pal. Me too, man. Feel my, Me feel too, my joints. But anyway, without further ado... Let's go. So, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> Triggered. Um, we're going to start with the Eagles. Uh, They're halfway through the preseason. Um, the uh, you know preseason training camp Eagles got <coughs> absolutely destroyed by the Patriots the other night. Um, it's okay, which is fine. We um, won the the game that mattered. Doug Gottlieb, if anyone knows who that is, he was formerly a famous uh, March Madness uh, pundit on ESPN, if you will, and now he has his own show. They were able to give him his own show on some either it's a podcast or I don't I don't really care I didn't invest Is it like a simulcast like radio show? It might be. And he said, you know, you come to Foxborough, you just you just get beat down. This is what happens. Preseason game. It's cool, also, right? Eagles won the Super Bowl. So, thanks Doug Gottlieb. You should probably stick to basketball, pal. College basketball, that is. But anyway, um <coughs> everyone, not everybody, but um there's a majority of people that are freaking out about this, Kyle. Which is wild. It's so cr- we won the Super Bowl. What are you worried about? Like you, like that time's over with. Like we don't have to worry like that anymore. Like look, our offense doesn't look as great as it should, but we don't have the guy that should be running it. Right. You know, in yeah, Nick Foles had there. his first game back. He was hurt. Yeah. You know, he's Mil- still probably so, feeling himself from the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, there was uh, no Sproles still. Um, you know, limited Zach Ertz. We got to see Dallas Goddard again. Looked good. He, he looks like good. a player. Looks good again. Um. You know, Nate Sudfeld looks like he's going to be that third quarterback. I don't think how I don't know how Christian Hackenberg can make this roster now, um, just because like again we're talking about the third string quarterback and this is as much as we're going to talk about it. Nate Sudfeld is the best of who can fill that position. Like he's not 
I mean, he's not better than Nick Foles. Um, he's not better than Carson Wentz, obviously, but he's better than Christian Hackenberg for sure. And um, this Callahan guy. Or yeah, I don't even know. Like, the, the guy, his, his, his Tommy Boy's brother. <laughs> um, I but it. I just think that people are freaking out for no reason. I think it's you can't blame them because it's because how we always used to have to do this. We had to hit the panic button so people would, you know, uh, like the people in the franchise would be like, guys, like. We don't, we're not doing the right thing at quarterback or this. Nick Foles isn't our starter. Like, you know, maybe if our starting quarterback looked like that, you know, game two of the preseason, um, we'd be worried if he also, uh, Nick Foles, sustained a, a shoulder injury during the game. And if that was our first-string quarterback, again, that's concerning already the second week of preseason. But our starting quarterback is one of the best young talents in football. He would have won the MVP last year. And he's coming off of a ACL and MCL tear, um, right? I think they both. I think it's just the tear. I think it was just the ACL. Okay. Um, regardless, a major knee injury, and he's on the mend. But you know, he's not. He's not going to be playing in the preseason. We're not yeah, going I'm, to see I'm him. I'm certainly not worried. I'm not worried at all. Like, there's no reason to be worried. I definitely agree with that. I mean, just like you said over and over again, it's preseason. It doesn't really matter. It's four games. Just to get ready, everyone get up to speed. You get to see the rookies play, and you know it doesn't really matter. Are there any rookies um, that are impressing you at all, or anyone in preseason that looks like they're back to form? Or Ronald Darby looked really good last game. He was all over the receivers. He wasn't lighting anything up. He wasn't give, he wasn't getting beat on the double moves like he was last season. So he was looking really good, and you know the the front four looks good, of course, with the rotation in there. With with Michael Bennett there, you don't even notice, and I, I don't even know if you've noticed this. Timmy Jernigan hasn't been playing because he's hurt, but you haven't even noticed because Michael Bennett can play any any position on that line. Yeah, so okay, can so, Brent, pretty much. Yeah, so you take out Timmy Jernigan, you add in a Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning defensive lineman to pair with one of the best defensive lines in football, and what do you get? A lot of pressure. I mean, a good mix. The one thing I did notice, the the one good takeaway you can I, I could think you could say about the Patriots game is um, they weren't letting Tom Brady not be on the ground after the majority of the plays. Yeah, I saw uh, like Derek Barnett hitting him a lot, Throw. and we're just you know getting Push our him. hands on him, pushing him down. Yeah. Hey, the helmet it. penalties are bad. Um, they are going to be a problem. I hope they're getting it out of their system, but um, it, it's going to be very interesting. It's Especially, gonna be, yeah. it's going to be frustrating if these happen more late game and crucial drives. Because there's going to be two people you're going to be mad at. One, the ref, obviously, cause, but the player. Like, if Nigel Bradham did that hit on a crucial drive that he did the other night, I would be furious. Yeah, me too. Because and it's like, you can't, it's hard to blame them, but like, they should know the rules and they have to follow them. But like, these people have been tackling the same way, you know, since they were little kids. It's not easy to just up and just start tackling a different way when you've always known to sort of leave with your head. I agree. I mean, don't like fundamentals. Like that's how you start playing football. Um, that's what you learn, and that's a fundamental th- fundamental thing about the game. Like it's vicious, it's violent, and that's the way you tackle. That's yeah. how it works. I mean, obviously they're going to they can't tackle like that anymore. Like it, it's the rule. So we're gonna see a whole different kind of football played, I guess. Um, a more two-hand touch friendly, I guess. I they just need to get it all figured out because I would be worried if I were them right now. The NFL? Yeah. Ooh, hit me with this. Well, you know, 
everybody's complaining about these hits. Everyone, first of all, everyone was drawn to football because of the violence and like everything like that, and you're gonna strip it away from them. And I know everyone says it every year, like, oh my god, the NFL's soft, and everyone winds up watching it. But you know, after a while, people are gonna start to get tired of it. That's pretty much it. it maybe you're right. Maybe this is like the beginning of. The, the viewers finally going down for the NFL, which people have been thinking was going to happen the last couple of years um, with the anthem protests and, and such. Um, but, I mean, there's two things. Like, you're going to see the hits. I bet you if a team's up 24 nothing, they're going to be coming in with that hit and they won't care. Yeah, You're still going to see these hits. Um, sometimes you can't help it. Um, and sometimes they're going to be they're going to be calls where it was a clean hit. But the way the ref was angled, it's going to look different to him than maybe a side judge or something else, or like the 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 way the the viewer sees it on TV because yeah. we always have the best view essentially. Um, is that it's definitely a tough penalty? Because like the crazy thing is, we almost have a better view of certain things during the game than the refs do, um, and it makes you wonder like why do they even have refs on the field that many anyway? And like why don't they have just like drones like flying around? Who knows? Well, who knows what's next? Because that'd be wild. That would be silly. It's like drones, like flying on the field, like yeah. throwing flags and shit. Or yeah, or just like a trail of like uh, pow- yellow powder comes from it. Just like a like yeah. a poop, not a yellow powder, like a poof. I meant like yeah, no wrong uh wrong letter at the end of that Kyle. Poop. Cut Kyle. With a P. Um, but anything else from the the Patriots game? Um, the Steelers game was very blah. It wasn't really much of anything. The Patriots game... Um, I felt like that, too. It was kind of blah. Yeah. Um, Got to see Ajayi get some work. Yeah. Um, he needs to work on blocking. I'm sure he uh, he got yeah, blown up by uh, Deuce. That's yeah, he one let thing that, that one... That he uh, it was a blitz. He had him picked up. Patrick Chung just threw him aside. Like Patrick fucking Chung. Yeah. Patrick Chung. Everyone former Eagle. Former Eagle. For, former Oregon Duck. Mm-hmm. Just tossed him aside like he was a newborn. He stunk on the Eagles, too. Yeah, he did. Bad. Has Super Bowl in New England now. Many do. Like Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe. Got in, got out. Phil Dorsett. Sheesh. He's on the Patriots. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, though, I don't think. He's very slow. He, what happened to him? No. I made that up. Oh, okay. He's pretty fast, I think. Yeah. Wasn't that his thing? His only thing? Yeah. That's Is he related to Tony Dorsett? I highly doubt it. Okay. Yeah, because there's, like, the apple, like, didn't fall far from the tree. It <laughs> fell, like... Very far. Very far from the train. Kilometers away. Um, what are we on? What are you on? The metric system all of a sudden? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Eagles news and notes. Anything? Nah, that's about it. Yeah, covered it all. I think so too. I think there's not just really ready, much. Just ready for uh, September. It was September the sixth against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I'm just ready Thursday, for the real thing. Right. May, um, maybe we'll have more to talk about next week. Um, preseason game three is usually like the dress rehearsal. Um, which is weird. That's not game four, but never really understood that. Um, Might as well go into hard knocks. What? Since we're already on football. Do you want to talk about hard knocks? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about hard knocks. Um, uh, WTP review. Okay. We're like Ebert and Roper, but better and cuter. Very, very cuter. Okay. Very cuter? Yes. Nice. Also better at grammar. Clearly. Terrific at grammar. Um, splendid. So, hard knocks. Two episodes in. How you feeling? It's kind of wacky. It is wacky. I don't really like... I'm not really enjoying it this season as much as I have. Ooh, why? I don't know. It's just like... 
at the like they're getting like very personal, which they usually do. And like, right, I they, really they don't care. Find a couple people. Yeah, like I really don't care about like oh yeah their lives at all, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip one of these dudes apart too. Like all I care about is seeing them like practice, like seeing them like communicate with each other. I just want to see like the coaches, you know, in in the room like breaking everything down. I want to see people getting ripped. I want to see people getting in fights. Like I just want the training camp aspect of it. I don't I don't want to see. Like, I feel bad for some of these guys, like that Kajus guy, like his dad was having all these heart attacks. And, like, you know, Hugh Jackson's, like, mom and brother dying, like, during hard knocks and then, like, talking about it. And, like, Dors- or, uh, John Dorsey and, like, all them are, like, you know, hugging up on him. And, like, like I feel bad for him and everything, but, you know, I just don't want to watch hard knocks and, you know, be in my feelings. In my feelings? Yeah. I'm trying to look at Kajus. Right, Devin Kajus. Yeah, Devin Kajus. His father had like uh, two heart attacks and a, two strokes in his life, and this. And while they're getting interviewed, he's like, "Oh, yeah, and I had a third heart attack. I just didn't tell this he's guy." Like, I didn't know that. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Like you're breaking f- fucking heart attack news on hard knocks. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? "I don't need that." I was like, "What in the I world?" Want, I just want to see some people play some football. Yeah, but um, one thing to not overlook is uh, Hugh Jackson talking to his coaching staff one day um the day he found out his mother died um and two weeks prior his his brother had died and he was kind of like saying like saying how wild it is like this is wild like yeah, this it's crazy is, like and crazy and then all of a sudden he just he just transitions like i'm talking like seconds like, like a we the process level transition into all right, so this is the like the zone blitz read. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, it's just like you're just watching. He's they like, were like doing normal stuff, and then like Dor- Dorsey like pops his head in and was like, "Hey, you like you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm good, I'm good." And then like the the coaches were kind of looking around, and he was like, "Yeah, my my brother died like two weeks ago, and I just lost my mom last night." And they were like, "Oh man, that sucks." Like, I'm sorry. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's crazy." Yeah, so this is the inside zone, and he just like went right into it. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, I'm really glad that you just said that again, like in a row. We just said the same thing. It's fucking crazy. Dude, I wanted to hear it again. I really did. Yeah, it's... well, I explained it much better than you did. Excuse me? I did. Dude. Wait till you listen to it back and you're like, oh, Kyle even added, like, you know, the GM popping his head in, make sure everything's okay. And I'm just, it, it's a war against me, I guess, all of a sudden. It's not a war. It's a battle. Okay. One that never ends. Okay. Are you more of a battle guy or a war guy? Depends who you're asking. Well, like, if you don't, like, you, you can lose the battle but win the war. You can win the war but not the battle. That's what, essentially what I just said. Just bouncing it back off you, dude. I mm. just like repeating what you say. Why? You like a little, little mimic? And a little parrot. A little Polly. <laughs> little Polly want a cracker? You're an animal tonight. Dude, you are on a roll. Like, I think you've just consistently been on this hot streak of... Not being funny? Yeah, I know. Like... Wow. You're right. I know. Um, Baker Mayfield? I, I actually think he's going to be pretty good. I think so, too. Um, he's different than... People compare him to Johnny Manziel too much. Yeah, I feel like they're not Way even different. that similar. Johnny Manziel was not like Baker Mayfield. Like I get that they're both white and they can run, and they're both quarterbacks. And they're both like playmakers. Completely different game. Yeah. Um, I would say Baker Mayfield, he is a playmaker... But dude, he's like a gunslinger kind of too. He's got like yeah. this like I feel like he has that work ethic. Like yeah. he like a Brett, like a Brett Favre work ethic. Yeah, like, like Johnny Johnny Manziel was saying like, "Oh yeah, the Browns didn't even like, you know, 
teach me like the like all like the sets and everything. I'm like, I'm sure like he's getting going through his playbook by himself, like learning all this shit so he can be on the same page. Like yeah. you're a professional. You need, you don't need to be fucking babied into like figuring it all out just all by yourself. Yeah, because like you remember he came over to Hugh and Hugh was like, Hey, like what time do you get here in the morning? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Like he's like, What time's your workout in the morning? He's like, Oh, I don't really do he's one. Like, yeah, where's your work? Yeah, and then so then like the, it cuts to a scene where Baker's there at, like six a.m. studying the playbook, studying the playbook in the QB, in the QB room, and like maybe he's maybe he's just like that. He just needs someone to be like, hey, you should do that. Or or just That's imply how I am. It. Yeah, same. Like Hugh Jackson just implied it. He didn't tell him to do it. He was just like, hey, you should do this. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good player to have. Yeah, I feel like he, he responded well to it. I yeah. feel like he's actually going to be a pretty decent quarterback. Still, still weary of the number one overall selection, but at that point, they they, they just know. went out and they got their guy. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, think. that's what the NFL draft's been lately. It hasn't been like top overall talent. I mean, Saquon was probably the best talent in the draft. He went two, but still, um, and like a couple years ago with the with the Rams at one and the Eagles straight up to two. They went up and got their yeah. guy. That, it's like they identify their at guy. At the time, Carson Wentz was not the second best player in the draft. Yeah. I mean, now he was the first best player in that draft. For I sure. Agree. But um, anything else on Hard Knocks, Kyle? Any news and notes? I have um, one. It's uh, Ke- uh, David Njoku. He's he is a, a fucking beast. monster. Yeah, he's a monster. He's an absolute beast. He is good. Tyrod Taylor is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, um, Dave Carlos Hyde. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb. Fucking Julius Peppers. No. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jabril yeah, Peppers. Yeah, Jabril Peppers. Stinks. Um, fuck the Wolverines. While we're at it. Um, anyway, Jarvis Landry's good. Yeah, he is. He is good. He, like, Hashtag. blew up on someone, and then he, like... Bless him. Yeah, for real. Bless him. But he, like, blew up on somebody the other day. Like He got just, in a fight. Yeah. And then uh, he also was, like, getting in everybody on the fucking... In the locker room. Like, oh, really? Saying, like, if you're fucking... Not hurt, like you got. You better be fucking practicing, yeah. like going nuts on people. So that was pretty cool. He, yeah, because he said, uh, "I practice every day because there's no other way I can be great. Like I want to be great. Yeah. And if I take a day off from practice, I'm not going to be great. Yeah. And he's like, if you guys are taking fucking time off too, you're not making me any better. Yeah. And I'm like all that shit. So it's like, he knows what he's doing. I think he's a good leader. I agree. I think Josh Gordon needs someone like that, even though Josh Gordon is older, I believe, mm-hmm. probably more talented. But he needs. Mm, we'll see. Josh Gordon's definitely more talented than Jarvis Landry. Okay, well, we'll see because again we won't see it because does, Jarvis or because Josh Gordon won't get on the fucking field. Right. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, you can be as good as you can be better than Randy like, Moss. Yeah. You, if you can't get on the fucking field, it doesn't matter. That's it what simply the, the doesn't Browns, matter. Like this is what the whole like hard knocks thing. I feel like is like the theme. Like, dude, do you think they've been holding him out talent. for hard knocks? Like it's like a thing. Like they're because he, now he came out today. And said he's resuming like camp, like conditioning drills, and like he's gonna be with the team now. Do you think this is all just like a hype thing for Hard Knocks? Like no. oh, he's back. You don't think so? To increase viewership, they held him out the last couple weeks. No. I know he does have problems, but you you have to ask that question because like apparently he was fine, and then they held him out the first two weeks of camp because he had a personal issue. It's like okay, like what? Like he probably just wasn't ready for like. I hope. I mean, all the shit. We'll see, because like he's been, he hasn't, has he had a full camp? In his career? Probably not. I don't so, know. So, don't you want to get one? Yeah. This is a pretty important year for them. Uh, I mean, considering across Cleveland, uh, Bud Light has put um, a bunch of locked 
freezers or fridges everywhere full of Bud Light. So when the Browns win, they're gonna unlock all of them. I just think that's fucking hilarious. Like it's not even like that is if a they bad win idea. something like meaningful. It's like they all they have to One do game. is win a fucking game. Imagine if those Bud Light things go unopened, dude. For a whole season. I was thinking about the same thing. No, not even a whole season. Just like years. <laughs> just like so many years, and the, and then like they're like this, they're they're like this symbol of like how bad the city is and how they can never the win. Bud Light fridges, the, and everyone's trying to lock uh, unlock them, but like everyone's bolt cutters keep breaking, and like you can't even open it. It's like no, and you try to punch the glass out, and you can't. It's in, it's impenetrable, and you can't get. Sorry, was I was good. going in. That was good. It's just the things I think about, but it's um, they just think that bad that I would be worried. Like if I was. If I Imagine throwing Dez into that fucking mix, dude. Like, it might happen. Those that, that wide receiver core would be the oddest, like fucking, like most like passionate. It would be receiver. like it would be like the Fab Five in a way, or like not even like oh, no. It would be like uh, swag, like swag. Like are you are you talking about like swag? No, I'm talking about like <laughs> um, it would be like just like such a mixed bag of like. Former, like like Des Bryant, like he used to be like washed up, yeah, kind of in a way. And then Jarvis Landry's this guy on Hard Knock, he's the leader. And then Josh Gordon, oh, he's got drug problems. It's like such a dynamic. And then it's like four brothers. And you got like Baker Mayfield, who's pro- he might he's not the white one. Depending, he might not win the starting spot. So and you got like Tyrod there, who's like the, the you know at this point the chiseled veteran, and he just keeps everyone in check. Uh, you, can, you stay at my house, like you have to be under my wing. And you know what I mean? Kind of like, looks like Wesley Snipes a little. Kind of. He who's he remind me of? Wesley Snipes. No, Devon Givens. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Devon Givens. Um, but anything else on the Cleveland Browns and Cleveland in general? Uh, they stink. I don't know. Yeah, they still stink. That's about it. Um, who's gonna be worse this year? The Browns. Who is gonna have a worse winning percentage? The Browns or the Cavs? It's tough because the percentages like get skewed so much in football because there's only 16 games. Right. But because um, if they win like two games, like I don't know, I, I would say probably the Cavs are pretty bad. Probably the Cavs will have the better winning percentage. You think so? Yeah. Just because if they play 82 games. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I, I think the Cavs are gonna stink. Well, yeah. Bad. They stunk last year. Bad. I think that I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland goes seven and nine. Like that wouldn't like, I would, shock me. I would be shocked. Really? Yes. That, I just it think, would definitely think about that shock division me. though. Think about the division. The Steelers. Okay. The Ravens. Okay. And Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, yeah. It's not a good division. Like the Steelers are good. I mean, the Ravens are. You never know. Yeah. Cincinnati, forget about it. You, you, Dude, the Marvin most Lewis. inconsistent franchise in the history of franchise. They're the most in. No, they are consistent. They're just consistently terrible. Yeah, like the Cowboys are definitely more consistent at being mediocre. Yeah, that's actually a fact. Dude, that? what the hell was that? All right, <laughs> so we are not recording anywhere we've known before, and it, we're pretty sure we're being haunted. But we just keep hearing these noises, and they're a little weird. It's kind of scary. Are we I ghost hunters? We could be. Are we? Should we ask some questions? Is this taps? Are we? Yeah. Are we the? Atlanta I don't want to ask any questions because if I hear any answers, I'm not fucking staying here. So, dude, if I hear any answers, you know how fast I would break through that window. 
How fast? So fast. Faster than you can say Farfic Nugan? What if I was out? It's from like, one of the Pokemon movies. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Which one? The movie 2000? Probably, yeah. That's a good one. Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Dude, do you remember when it came out? Did you go see it in the theaters? Yeah, I cried my eyes it out. It was like a pilgrimage. You yeah. cried your eyes out? Yeah, we went for like Nick's birthday when I was like a little ass kid. Dude, happy birthday. It really was. Um, my last thing I wanted to talk about, or mine, our last thing we wanted to talk about um, was actually Wilson Willie Ramos. What an acquisition. The, wor- Pretty the good. weight was worth it. Worth the weight, for yeah. sure. Um, his debut, uh, three extra base hits, three RBIs, uh, two doubles, and a triple. Um, and for a man that gigantic, a triple is borderline in the park home run for him, um, achievement-wise. Yeah. Um, and we, we've talked about it on here. Um, it's really exciting because of the addition to the lineup, like just to bolster that power-wise. Um, because, again, they acquired – is it Justin Bohr? Is they, yeah. Um, the first baseman from the Marlins, who is just a straight power hitter, um, strikeout or homer kind of guy. and Ryan Howard. Yeah, Matt Stairs. Like who, yeah, Matt Stairs. Um, so with the two additions of, like again, Wilson Ramos is certainly a power hitter, but he obviously... Um, he can hit for contact. Yeah, he can he can hit runners in, uh, puts percentage. bats on balls, if you know what I mean. He got the OPS. Um, and just adding those two guys into the lineup um, just bolsters the power. And in my opinion... Um, Giving the ability to platoon Carlos Santana and Bohr at first base is also an advantage because um, as well as Santana, and- yeah, and he, he he's been struggling this year, but it may also light a fire under him because he's a veteran. Um, so hopefully, I mean, we paid a lot of money for him, um, and he kind of stinks this year. Yeah, um, Scott Kingery has been hitting well, uh, better, um, which is good. It's important, um, but again, platooning because you know as Dribble Cabrera is here now. Um, Caesar is a solid second baseman. You're not going to play Kingery at second over Caesar a lot um, if you can't help it. Um, also, the yeah, Caesar has been breaking out of this little slump that he yeah. was going through. Yeah, beginning of August. Yeah. Um, and you know, Odubel's definitely in, in a slump right now. Um, Fielding wise, batting wise, in general, and it makes you think about that Adam Jones trade, like if. Uh, in, in, if we did pull the trigger on that, would, how it would look? But you know, we're just gonna keep keep rolling with our guys, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But the bullpen has been throwing better, um, although um, you know they lost twenty four to four the other night. But if I, I just think Scott that Scott Kinger and Roman Quinn both pitched in that game, yeah, I, I just don't think um, Gabe Kapler is getting enough credit for that to take out actual pitchers and put in position players. Because they had a second game of a doubleheader yeah. in a pennant race and winning that second game. Yeah, they were like, all right, we know this game is lost. We're not fucking winning. I'm not wasting my arms. That was pretty good coaching. Yeah, I would say. And then we, what did we do? We came back and we won that second game. We sure did. But, you know, Gabe Kapler? Pretty good. Pretty good. Did um, not deserve to get booed game one. No. That was fucking crazy. Well, like, you know, game one at home. Because we started off in Cincinnati, right? Right. But um, we ended up so so far we've played four games against the Mets. It's two to two right now. Um, we have the Little League Classic tomorrow in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, against the Mets. Um, I'm not sure who's pitching. Eflin, Arietta. I think it's Arietta. Okay. No, Arietta must must have pitched today. 
because Noah uh, yeah, pitched F- yesterday. Yeah, F1 pitched the other day, I think. Vinny Vila? It's possible. I feel like he hasn't pitched in a while. It's probably Vinny Vila. Because he pitched against the Red Sox. Yeah. I know we lost today. We did. To Jake DeGrom. Can you just talk about his stats for a second? Can you yeah, pull them up? fucking ridiculous. Um, he might be one of the best pitchers on the worst team ever. Um, remember Matt Harvey? Yeah. He's filthy. I don't, I he hate, was filthy. He was such a hate-the-face guy for me. Too. He was. Let's see. Jake DeGrom stats. So I'm trying to look up. He's 8-7 and seven just because he can't get any fucking run support. Let's see. I'm trying to look at his actual stats. He's a 1.71 ERA. Second lowest in Mets history between, uh, behind Doc Gooden. Let's see. That's great radio. really is. I have something really quick about the Eagles that I could fill in this, this void for. Go. Cool. Um. This was sent to me from my brother-in-law just now. Um, Brent Selleck was on the radio the other day on 97.5 The Fanatic. Go on. Um, and, you know, if anyone knew this, uh, the Cowboys need a tight end pretty bad. Yeah. And Brent Selleck hasn't officially retired yet, um, I don't think. And he was asked um, if he would play for the Cowboys if they offered him a contract. And he responded, hell no. Do you think I would play for the Cowboys? Philly is my home. If they offered me $10 million, I still wouldn't go. My God. I love that guy. That's, that's, it's just hilarious to me because if you ask football players are all about money, nope. Nope. I think right. he retired. I got his ERA. Oh, thank God. He is 7-7 seven and seven with a 1.81 ERA. Let's see. He's only given up 118 hits. Eight home runs. He has 195 strikeouts. It's fucking insane. Seven and seven. That sucks. One of those wins is today. Point nine six or point nine seven whip. Sheesh. And a five point forty two strikeout to walk. It's crazy. He um, could. He could definitely win the Cy Young without going. Positive. Yeah. No. He he will win the Cy Young. Like that. At least he'll get some achievement from this because, fuck. And like who else in the NL could really give him a run for his money this year? Why wouldn't the Mets trade thing. him? It's a good question. That's a really good. They could rake in prospects for that for him. So maybe at the end of the year, maybe something you look at. They would never trade him to the Phillies though. But I could. No, I would. Love they would him. never trade him to the Yankees either. That that would be like a Red Sox move to yeah. come in and trade them like David Price and like a buttload of prospects, and they would just they'd be like, oh, David Price, yeah, sure. They need the, the, he hasn't been good in like four years. Um, like two he, years. No, he's playing better. The last I couple of years, he's been throwing way better. I, I know. Think, I know he had a pretty decent year last year, but like when, when he stopped that, becoming the dude, he he like flourishes. Like like once Chris Sale got there, and like um, Rick Porcello um, started throwing well up there, um, it really put him to that three four in the rotation, and he just like started pitching way better because I guess the pressure was off him. He doesn't do well with pressure. If you know, if you remember when he was in the Rays, he didn't do well. No, but you, if not. you remember, that that pitching staff for the Rays was pretty good too. Remember a couple arms in there? Matt Garza? Oh, yeah. Pretty good? He was. Um, This is pre-Chris Archer though. Who else was there? David Price was there. There was one more in Matt that Garza, rotation. Matt Garza, David Price. There was one more. I was in like, 
I almost said Andy Pettit, but that wasn't him. No. There was one more arm in there that I remember that was pretty decent. He got traded pretty quick, and then his career faded away. Some of their positional players, like Evan Longoria, Ben Zobris, and all of them, they were filthy. They were good. I don't know about the... I don't know about the pitchers. My favorite, my favorite Devil Ray of all time though is Travis Lee for sure. Travis Lee, former Phil. We're doing really good radio. That's why we need a producer. Edwin Jackson was on there. James Shields. He was James Shields. That's what I'm talking about. Scott Casimir. Huh. Um. David Price. Yeah, Sean. Uh, what do you think about that? Okay. Cool. Sorry, that was our, yeah. Sorry, it's a producer, Sean. Um. Yeah, anything else, man? Uh, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we hit everything. Um, me and Kyle are going to go host a seance and then have a blood ritual and try to see if the ghost will contact us. So, hashtag, socks off, hashtag, fans of Japan, hashtag, go birds, hashtags, bless them. Bless them. That's a new one. That's a good one. Bless them. We will talk to you guys next week. Bless them. See you.